Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle Drew and Eric with Comics for Fun and Profit, episode number 444. We'll be going over comics releasing March 7th, 2018. Before we get into the slate of what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, we've got a whole lot of stuff coming out. We missed last week and we got some catching up to do. Yep, I was out of town last week. Kyle was out of town this week. We didn't think he was coming back in Mm-mm. time. So we got a ringer to come in and save the show. Eric Eric from Cowabunga's here. Say hi, Eric. Hi, Eric. <laughs> the, but then Kyle was able to make it, so triple your pleasure for, for this. So we're real excited. I uh, wanted to, right off the bat, take up a little housekeeping. Um, you have probably saw in the feed. Uh, I am no longer the co-host of the Weekly Comic Spotlight over at Comic Book Page. I have done that for five years and 250 episodes, and I am not doing it anymore. (laughs) Um, So uh, it was a fun run. It was nice. It was cool to review comics each and every week uh, over at that that podcast, and I will continue to listen to it. I just am not going to be on it anymore. So um, I knew there was a little bit of confusion um, that there's nothing happening to the Comics for Fun and profit podcast uh so we're still going strong and uh i appreciated all the wonderful kind words that everybody has um said about my tenure over at the weekly comic spotlight and i I appreciate that very much um and and thank you so that that's that being said there's one more going to be in the feed uh that'll follow this episode so my final episode for the weekly comic spotlight will be like around wednesday or, or so of next week for those of the, you who enjoyed listening to that, that'll be the last one. For those of you who complained and hated it because you already listened to the on the other feed, I get it, and you won't have to listen to that anymore. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, um, now, here's the exciting thing. Okay, so we, we had a we had a lot of fun with our Cowabunga Comics for Fun and Profit spec bundle last month. It was four really cool indie books. Deeply discounted by Eric and our friends at Cowabunga, and we had a lot of fun with it. This time, we're amping it up to 11. The Comics for Fun and Profit spec bundle this month is Amazing Spider-Man number 800 with, the, the it's the cover A, of course, the $10 cover A, and the Del Auto 1 in 25 that's beautiful. I, oh, it's amazing looking. It's cover. a beautiful cover. A one in twenty-five, and you can get both of those together for sixty-nine ninety-nine or seventy bucks. We we'll call it seventy bucks. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's it's an amazing deal if you like. Let's say you bought twenty-five of those ten-dollar A's in order to buy. The one in twenty-five that would cost you what two hundred and fifty dollars plus the ten more. So that'd be two hundred and sixty dollars to get it at full retail. I've seen online retailers pre-selling it for like one fifty, one forty, one thirty. Crazy, crazy, a lot of money it's going for. You can get it for seventy bucks through our our folks at Cowabunga. And it's not that's not all. <laughs> if <laughs> if you really want this eight hundred. There is a one in five hundred and a one in one thousand. The one in five hundred is a remastered and it is seven hundred bucks. And the one in one thousand is a black and white version of that remastered and is twelve hundred. I have not seen those covers. Um, 
And of course, all, you know, if you get the the seven hundred dollar one or the twelve hundred dollar ones, you also get a cover A. So, um, really cool, deep discounts on these very hard to get variants if you are so inclined. And all you got to do is reach out to our friends at Cowabunga. Um, orders at CowabungaComics.com. Is that the way to get you, or is there a better way, Eric? Yeah, orders at Cowabunga Comics is great. Uh, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Find me on the comic book page Slack channel, whatever you want to do. Send a carrier pigeon if they know how to get to us. Whatever way works, we'll do it. Um, and, yeah, can I throw a little bit more on And as far as ESM 800? All right. Yeah, explain. tell us a little bit about this because you sent us a, a picture of the cover just the the virgin shot of the cover and i was like holy smokes that one that's just the one in 25 i don't even know what the other two look like yeah we don't know what those remastered ones look like yet either but i'm gonna toss even a little bit more unknown so uh there's been some discussion between retailers and marvel saying hey this is a big book you know some of us are thinking about going all the way for the one in one thousand um it sure would be great if you could offer us the delato uh, version in a ver- uh, the Delato variant in a virgin cover, as well as the branded cover, which is the one in 25. And also there was a call for an Alex Ross and potentially an Alex Ross virgin as well. So what Jesus. we're going to do is <laughs> as those covers are released, we will continue to update you guys, Drew and Kyle, and we will continue to give listeners of this podcast uh, an exclusive price that's going to be far lower than what you're going to find anywhere else online. And uh, we're happy to do that. And we're going to take what we have at uh, 11 and crank it up to 12. And I'm going to say when you guys get a chance to dig through previews here the next week or so, if you want to put together another spec bundle of new back half number ones, we'll throw that in as well as another Cowabunga uh, spec pick bundle. We're happy to do that. Very That's cool. amazing. This is this is really cool though because it um it, it's not even it's not even been on, put onto the DCBS site our previous retailer that we did business with, um, and I know they're not going to be anywhere close to this uh, because they don't really pass the savings on to customers with when it comes <laughs> to variants. Um, so I'm I'm curious to what their number is. I'm guessing we're at one fifty, maybe. That'd be my I'm guess. See, yeah, and I'm seeing completed sales on eBay for 130, 110, 125 all day. Man. Already, already happening. Already, yeah. So if you if you email Eric and and say you'll pay seventy bucks, you'll get the cover A as a reader copy for yourself, and you can fl- you can automatically flip the one in twenty five for uh, double your money. That's crazy. Uh, why are you doing this, Eric? Why don't you just sure. sell them all? <laughs> sure. So, um, so we are we are going all in. We're going to get uh, at least one of the one in one thousands, and along with that, there are some additional incentives that Marvel is giving us to kind of reduce the price point a little bit. Uh, when we deal in variants like this, it's not our it's not our goal to try and max out every penny because we will end up with a lot of stock left over in the back room. So yeah. what we want to do is kind of do everyone a solid. We know we have one or two people that are interested in the super big books, so we're happy to kind of work with them, and then everyone else benefits along the way. 
So that's why we're doing it. Uh, we are selling them for uh, 85 in the shop pre-sale. So anyone who's listening to this is automatically saving 15 bucks plus getting that eight cover A. So you're essentially saving 25 bucks if you're you know buying it at uh, cover price. Um, so we're still saving, passing the savings on in the shop. But uh, because you guys have done a lot to help promote our mail order business, you've done um, quite a bit of just goodwill promotion for us in general, we want to extend to you and to all the listeners uh, these exclusive savings. And I I don't think this is the last time we're going to do it. I think as we go forward, if there's more of these types of variants out there, especially if it's something like a Delato that we know is going to have a lot of heat and excitement behind it, you yeah. know, we'll we'll try and do the same thing and put something out there that's pretty aggressive in the marketplace and uh, pass those savings on. Yeah, and awesome. the, that Dell Auto image will be the the, the image for the episode. Um, it, it's at least on Facebook and Twitter um, because it, it's it, it's a really nice one. It, it's 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 really striking and uh, w- well worth the money. Um, it'll be tough to it'll be tough to when you buy it. It's going to be tough to part with it, but for double your money. Uh, I could probably part with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to have it. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's 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 very nice. Um, and this is the last Dan slot, right? This will probably or will he do eight hundred one? I believe he's slated for eight hundred one. He's a, so yeah. This is this the penultimate <laughs> Dan slot. <laughs> um, he's he's doing some crazy stuff with Red Goblin. Um, it's specking crazy anyway. I think this whole run of, of Spider-Man is, is spec heaven, so you want to get all of these. Um, maybe he's saving the full first full appearance of Red Goblin, because I don't think we've seen him completely yet, right? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet yeah. so, so maybe it's coming, and maybe he's going he's gonna to drib and drab it out to 800. I don't know. Um, it, it, it's going to be exciting, and so this is a really cool opportunity to get uh, some of these rare variants and uh we're glad we can help it so yeah 120 one in 25 plus the cover a for 70 bucks um or if you are uh of of means one in 500 for 700 or one in a thousand for 1200 Mm -hmm. Woo, that's cool that's that's big time yeah yeah um i wanted to get a little we have a little uh reader or listener feedback uh rock sent us this he said hey drew once again i had to write you Really dig the last couple of shows. More information than ever. Also love the back of the catalog picks. That is very good. I don't always follow your choices, but it's informative. <laughs> <laughs> and and I stick to Kyle's rule. Cover A. Cover A, baby. Yeah. I like the fact that you also give some nice advice for good or nice cover Bs. Is there a place where you get your information for cover Bs on the net, or is it only in a previews catalog? Your show is like old wine. It gets better and better with time. Thank you. Thanks to you and Kyle. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you, Rock, for the for that. Um, most of the time we see cover bees, we're, we're on previews, the preview site. Um, and so when we're looking in the catalog that we get three months in advance, <laughs> is it three months, two months, two months in advance of when the stuff comes out, there's rarely the cover bee image. Right, Eric? Correct. Cool? Yeah. So we don't really get to see those cover bees until closer to their release date. So during the pre-order cycle, you don't really have all the information on cover bees. Sometimes you have the artist, and if it says it's a Del Auto or it's a Fiona Staples or it's a Art Germ or something, you, you might know that 
during the pre-orders cycle. Um, but a lot of times we don't get to see them until we go to the preview site and um, can look a couple of weeks ahead. And sometimes those images are there. And sometimes they're still not. Sometimes they pop off an FOC and we can get them a little bit. That's when they kind of hit the general public sometimes. Do we see the images at that point? We have before, I believe. I think Eric, as a retailer, probably sees a lot more of this information f- further in advance than we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, the uh, the Dell Auto cover. Um, that we would not normally know what that looks like this far in advance. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, the best source of information is, of course, your previews catalog for who's doing what. And then the preview site itself, uh, the, the new release new releases the stuff that we do the sneak peek off off of shows you uh cover bees and and sometimes images uh most of the time it's images but uh sometimes it's still not there a week and a half out so and a lot of the way i do is if it's a specific artist like i do a lot of art germ and stuff so if you're following him on twitter normally as soon as marvel gives the go-ahead for a, a completed cover he'll show it on like his own social media before it goes through the channels necessarily up like on the the Supergirl stuff, the first time those really hit yeah. was was his independent Twitter. After he finished the art and it got a final approval, he he showed the cover and said, "Congratulations, this will be the the cover B." So yeah. if you know the artist, usually through social media, sometimes that they're allowed to break their own covers. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool stuff. So that's at previewsworld.com slash catalog for the for the the book, um, which is way in advance and during before the pre order cycle, and previews world dot com slash new releases which is where we pull um the spec picks each week's from so um hopefully that helps you eric is there additional uh, information out there that we're missing uh the only other place that you might be able to find this stuff would be on the particular publishers websites uh so it does it yeah retailers have a slight leg up in the sense that we when we look through the foc uh every week for the books that are coming out in two to four weeks, we see the covers in most cases. Uh, Diamond has a rule that you should have the cover in by FOC, but sometimes that gets missed. So that's how we're able to see it. But going on to publisher websites, you can sometimes get to see things uh, quicker. I know Image is usually pretty good at having their B covers up on their website at the same time they send them to Diamond. DC is getting pretty good at it, Marvel as well. So uh, if you don't have previews, if Previews World isn't showing it, always check with the individual publishers' websites. Yeah, that's that's good. That's pretty cool. Or ask your LCS because they can access the FOC and see things. Uh, or if you want to see a cover and you're on the comic book page Slack channel, just ping me and say, hey, do you have the cover for this book? And I'll look for you and let you know. Also, another option. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Churchill sent this in. Thanks for going through previews. Because of you, I'm picking up Deathstroke, Thanos, Annual Number 1, and completely missed the Black Hammer thing coming back. Black Hammer coming back. So a great save there. A question on specking. What do you think is worth specking over? Double cover? Triple cover? I noticed the Swamp Thing special was getting double for a minute there, but it maybe still is. But that became 16 bucks. Seemed worth the effort. But is two ninety nine going to six bucks or four dollars going to eight? Is that worth your time and effort? Just curious where you are making the effort and willing to make the trip to the post office, etc. Side questions: Do you stamps.com or anything since you are doing a little side business? Okay, first over, first up, uh, specking. 
if you like to if you like to just do it if you like to pick buy low and sell high um then sure double is worth the effort if you actually you know don't want to break even then yeah i think triple cover is probably the floor most of the time um you know even you know if it's a 299 book that you've pre-ordered you know you're you're getting a nice discount through your lcs or you should switch to cowabunga um <laughs> and therefore you're really when you trip when you're tripling cover you are actually m- making a, a decent amount even with shipping whether you're giving it away or char- charging it to the customer so um i i say i say triple cover is kind of the floor for me what, what do you guys think you don't spec eric i'm not asking you i'm asking kyle <laughs> <laughs> For the most part, it's each individual. Like, there's things that I buy kind of personally, and if I have a, a little bit of a hint of maybe a, a long term, then I'll, I'll wait. And if, you know, I got to be able to make 10 bucks on it sometimes is the justification in my mind. But there are things that just, if it's got a little heat, I mean, sell it because I can always reinvest. I'm always a big fan of reinvesting. If you can make a little bit here, put it into the next thought. And yeah. Maybe eventually yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll hit the big time after that. But, yeah. It just depends if it's you see markets cooling off more than you do see heating yep. up. I've been lately, so like if I can make five bucks, that's usually worth my time. You know, keep the eBay reputation up, keep keep a good slog of things moving out. Yep. So yep. yeah, normally if I can make five bucks triple cover, I'm in. Now um, at a, on a little larger scale, um, Eric and James have kind of gone into this stuff in detail on buying comics on over on their Cowcast, which I highly recommend, especially if you like any kind of inside baseball stuff about running a shop and buying comics and selling comics. Um, but you guys kind of, uh, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole litany of answers that you kind of have probably. And it just depends. But like, I know you and James have talked about if it's like a Hulk 181, you'll pay, you know, guide for that thing because you know, you've got people out there that are willing to pay for it. So you'll do it for maybe 20% over what that is because it's at such a large dollar amount, right? Right, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you have to take into account uh, when you're paying the money what your profit's going to be on it. So if you're buying a $1,500 book for $1,100, $1,200, $300, is, that's a good profit margin. Uh, it's Profit margin percentage-wise, it's not, but 300 bucks is a good profit. So it's worth it in that case to pay up. Now, if you're talking about buying a 299 DC book to flip for six bucks, well, you're not you're not really making a lot. So, is it worth the energy? That's that's up to you. Some people, yeah, it's worth it. And if they do it in volume, you know, if they buy 15 of uh, of an art germ cover and they sell all 15 for double cover and undercut the next lowest guy, then maybe it's worth it if they've got nothing but time to kill. So, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's really all relative to what you want to do and what you have the funds for some people can't afford to play you know with the bigger books we certainly when we started with the shop we could afford to do some of it but we couldn't go all in all the time we're fortunate enough that we're at a point now where pretty much anything walks in uh obviously aside from an action one and a detective 27 things like that um we can we're confident and comfortable that we can go ahead and make a fair offer a fair price to purchase that comic and we have you know the the streams to be able to sell it you and James would go right to the bank for that when that walked through the door. <laughs> oh, if an action one or detective twenty seven came in, you betcha. Yeah, we our banker is on call twenty four seven for those books. 
<laughs> yeah, that'd be that would be sweet. Um, so yeah, that that's the fun stuff. If you if you know your you can play in the in that water. Um, I don't really have the capital laying around to do that, but um, you can you you can if you know someone who has a highly collectible piece like that. That's that's a lot of fun because you know those keys are quickly flippable and for good money. So yeah, you know you don't have to try to double your money there. But yeah, when it's when it's the general specking that we're talking about through going going on Wednesday to the shop and seeing what's on the shelf or or you know supplementing your pre-orders or throwing stuff in your in your pool boxes. Um, yeah, I think. You know, if you're if you're not buying it to read it, and you just want to want to sell it, you know, it, I think mileage varies, and um, I kind of have a floor, but other people's floor might be lower or higher. Even. And you can always you can always set yourself a goal. If your goal is to you know in the near future spec around in the ASM three hundred, then set yourself a goal of making that initial two hundred fifty dollar investment. And if that takes you know three months of selling five and ten dollar uh, comics. Just to make a little bit to get into the next level of what you really want to spec at, then I, I think it's worth it. And you've got to kind of look at it as these books are uh, anything I can do to climb the ladder to get to that next invest point to to kind of get to where you want to be. I think that's a an easy way to play it. Uh, ASM three hundred was two hundred fifty dollars when I sold it, but it's no longer it's no longer that. You can find that. a guy it's like Drew. Maybe you can get it for cheap. <laughs> uh, it never ends. It never ends around here. That's awesome. Uh, the stamps.com question. Yes, stamps.com is fine. But if you sell via eBay, you have a built-in interface for your for your um, postage, and they actually even give you a discount off of the the post office rates. Um, that's actually helpful. That uh, that kind of helps you, especially if you're offering free shipping or something as an enticement. You're not paying the same price everybody else pays at the post. I think office. you get you get a really good cut on first class, isn't it? Isn't it that the one? First, yeah, first class is decent. Um, you know, and some of the, it, it just varies. There's a percentage, and it it's kind of I don't know how it's computed at all, uh, but you get a discount if you use the eBay interface. It's actually the the stamps.com discount. It's it's the same thing. eBay has a, the same. Yep. they have an agreement with stamps. We have we have both a stamps and a FedEx uh, account and the eBay pricing is the same as the stamps.com for postage for mail postage. So there you go. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the way to do it so you don't have to stand in line at the post office. It's really it's really easy to do it at home um, and then just drop them off on your way to work or something, especially if you're doing a lot. Um, it saves tons of time. Investment number one, a small digital scale, and you're off and running. Yeah, or just, you know, kind of eyeball it. Or you could <laughs> eyeball it. Um, so I hope that helps. Uh, thank, you, thank you, Aaron, for, for the question. That's really cool. Um, since we were not in last week, um, although Kyle was supposed to do a cast without I me, never promised anything. Uh, that's, I, that's not what I heard. Anyway. Um, we'd missed a few things. So there was a few things that came out. Maybe your local comic shop still has them on the shelf. Uh, one of the things that kind of got hot was Spawn 283. Uh, it's kind of weird. It was like, uh, it's it was a McFarlane cover, and then it was a Matina cover. I don't really know the whole story. I know I grabbed a couple uh, off the off the rack. 
Um, they're selling for anywhere between 10 and 15 pretty regularly now, and it just came out. So um, uh, there's cover A and cover B. They're being sold well as sets as well. Uh, do you know anything about that one, Eric? Yeah, so it was originally solicited to be a cover A by Alexander and a cover B by McFarlane and Kadransky, and uh, I guess neither of the covers were able to get done in time, so Matina jumped in and did a cover, and that's why everything went crazy, because even when you look at um, like the invoice and some of the stuff through the diamond system, it doesn't even acknowledge Matina as the actual artist for that cover. If you go to the image uh, actual image website, there it says that Matina did the cover. So it was a complete sneak attack, so to speak, and that's why that one blew up. Yeah, yeah. So um, they may have been on your shelf this week, may still be there, so you might still want to get those, but they're, they're hot uh, online. So grab them if you can, if you can get them. And Kyle should have let, pointed that out, but he dropped them. Never would have known, as we so pointed out. that one would, was irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. That would have been a miss no matter what. Uh, Avengers 682 had a sneaky 1 in 10 variant that uh, the cover has Hawkeye on this horse. Uh, one of them is, is old Hawkeye, and one of them is new Hawkeye. The ones that are... Is it the new Hawkeye that's the 1 in 10? Uh, no, the old Hawkeye. The old Hawkeye is the one that you were going to try to get. So The one with um, the face and not the, the mask and the headpiece. Yes, so that's the new Hawkeye, right? Mm. New old, yeah. The one that has the face is the one that you want. <laughs> the, one, the one that has the face is the one that you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, there were none in the LCS I went to. Eric had has one in his shop, right? Did you sell that? Yeah, it sold. It sold. Um, so yeah, they those were not as prevalent, at least in my sample size of two stores. So. Uh, there you go. Yeah, they were anywhere between a 1 and 7 and a 1 and 10. It was kind of dependent on uh, how much you ordered. Some shops were marking them triple price. Some were leaving it. Some were doubling. It was it was all kind of all over the place. They're selling online for anywhere between 8 and 12 bucks a pop. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that would have been a lucky find because I don't think a lot of stores even knew. No, a lot of stores didn't. And, in fact, we may have gotten more than one. But we didn't know until after we pulled all our subs and we didn't bother going back and changing. So some of our subscribers may have gotten it. We don't know. <laughs> um, we also had a cover B for Mara, Queen of Atlantis, number one. That was an art germ cover um, and a lot of art germ people out there. So that would have been a good one to pick up this week. Probably you can still find that one. Um, and then uh, Thanos 16, I believe, was this week. Yep. And there was supposed to be a first appearance of somebody in there and another cosmic ghost rider appearance, and he's hot as heck. Wasn't it an origin so, in that uh, one? Yeah, maybe it was an origin in there. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be the origin. Also a hot book um, that we missed out on. And then we we also uh, had so. the second print of Thanos 15 that hit and uh, was about double cover. It, it did all right because that uh, neat little skull cover. Yes. Uh, there were no, there was no ASMs this week, right? Correct. Correct. So, but if, if there, there are, the, keep p- picking those up. There was the up. Peter Parker <laughs> speculator, uh, Spider-Man, wasn't there? Was it the other? Was that 300? Yeah, 300, and that did okay. Yeah. I mean, some of the variant covers went, went pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, anything else that came out this week that we may have missed, Eric? Uh, no, I think those are all the ones that people are going nuts for in our shop. And uh, in Avengers Infinity Ward, the number two one came out last week. That one quickly jumped to 20 bucks, as well as the first Aven- uh, Avengers Infinity War prelude also spiked. So both of those, for some reason, are way up there. Is it because they changed like the stones and what they represent, and that would be their first appearance of those stones? Or was there something else in there that... I read it, and I don't remember it being that special, but... I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that one. No clue. Um, I, I, what I read is Prelude number one actually fills in some of the holes leading up with the bonus White Wolf end credit scene from Black Panthers. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, DC has announced that they are creating a Sandman universe within Vertigo. Uh, and the line of, of books is going to be curated by Neil Gaiman. It's going to kick off with the Sandman universe number one which will be plotted by Neil Gaiman and a, a bevy of writers will, will take over. And then the four books within this uh, curated Sandman universe line will be The Dreaming, written by Cy Spurrier, House of Whispers by Nalo Hopkinson, Lucifer by Dan Waters, and Books of Magic by Cat Howard. So, they're going back to the well again. We had, uh, what was that? They had that Sandman that took forever. That they re- when they revisited it, um, can't remember what it was called now. It's been so long, um, but I guess they're going to go back to the well again. Do you think there's any juice left in Sandman that uh, people are going to be excited about, or has it been just too long? I think from a from our standpoint, it's going to be one of those things where we're going to rely heavily on hearing interest and buzz through the store before we kind of go all in on orders for it. I think that Sandman is a property that a lot of people came to back when it was first coming out that weren't comic readers and haven't been into comic shops much since. Yeah. Uh, So depending on how the properties take off, it could be one of those things where it rekindles some of those vibes and those feelings. Uh, The other thing that that we're starting to see is in our shop kind of completely unrelated, but there's going to be a tie into this. In our shop, we've seen a huge resurgence of D&D. A lot of kids coming in, uh, some older folks, but mostly high schoolers and college-age kids coming in, wanting to learn how to, to play D&D and getting into it. And a lot of it is due to Stranger Things. Now, if Stranger Things mentions stuff about Sandman that comes up somehow in the discussion around Stranger Things that would be about the best way that this whole line of books could be marketed and pushed because it would be kind of that nostalgia trigger um, and it would really get people coming back in. So if something like that happens, that would be a huge plus. Huh. That's interesting. I did not realize that D&D was making a resurgence. That's that's kind of cool. I, I, st- I think I have my character sheets around here somewhere. Maybe I could play some. Every Thursday night at 6.30. Fantastic. Um, the image has announced the first four artist appreciation variants, uh, that will be released. Uh, these are going to be virgin variants, so they will have no series logo, um, image logo, issue number, or price on the cover. Uh, they are going to be Gideon Falls 
by Jeff Lemire, the, the first issue of that by Jeff Lemire and Andre, Andrea Sorrentino. That's going to be on March 7th, so that's this week. Did I get my order in in time, Eric, for that one? <laughs> we'll see what we get. <laughs> okay. Um, Infidel um, by Pornsack Pichette my favorite writer, and Aaron Campbell. That's going to be the 14th, Infidel number one. Uh, the Moonshine number eight by Brian Azzarello and Edward Rizzo. That's going to be March twenty first, and then Saga fifty by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Hey, it's their fiftieth issue, and it's also going to be available as a Virgin. So I'm excited about this one. That's coming out on uh, March twenty eighth, and that uh, final order cutoff is right around the corner. So Monday, you need yeah, you need to talk to your LCS right away if you you want these. The cutoff is only for Saga Monday. The others are staggered week after week after. Really? Well, but they're are those? Did I announce the when they're being released, or did I announce when the is that date March seventh? Is that the date that Gideon Falls number one comes out? It is, isn't it? Right, it is. So I just got the email. Yeah. So when was when was the FOC cutoff? Um. These actually, so like the Gideon Falls, that was actually in previews. I think all of these have been in previews, so it's not like they're FOC only. The Virgin variant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I may maybe I have dementia. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. Well, I'm still excited about them, um, and you so, should be. So, so check with your uh, LCS, see if they can get those for you. If not, you need a new LCS. Yeah, everything else is already cut off, and then Saga is Monday, March 5th is the cutoff. And I can tell you, Drew, you do not have an order for the Saga Virgin. I do not. And it would was you, in previews? Would you like said? Yes, yes. I, I sent you an email. I would like three. <laughs> Kyle, how many would you like? <laughs> Two, please. <laughs> And just like that, the order's in. Too easy. <laughs> that was that was easy. See, see, it pays to shop with Cowabunga. <laughs> um, now, speaking of FOC, I believe um, you have the FOC, Eric. Is that true? I sure do. Anything in there that's exciting? And, and is this is this a Monday FOC? Yeah, all FOCs do uh, Monday end of day. So this is the. The one that will be due this Monday. Um, there are a couple of things in this one. It wasn't as exciting as some of the other ones have been. Um, just going to scroll down here. So we have the Saga Virgin, which we've already covered. Um, in the kind of going alphabetically, starting at Dark Horse, there's nothing. Uh, DC Comics, there's, let's see, what do we have? There's all, oh, the ba- all sorts the of Batgirl, them. The Batgirl 21 cover B. Uh, who is the artist? Joshua Middleton. Uh, he's pretty good. Has, he's has, not bad. Has anybody, has anybody else been kind of uh, getting into those covers? Because they've been pretty neat looking. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, this one we don't have a preview image for yet. Well, I'll bite my tongue. Maybe I'll find it in our Facebook group. Can um, you go ahead and, and, and put one on for me of the cover B? Because I don't think I ordered that. Yep, I can do that. Uh, da, da, da. yeah, the last one uh, was it twenty was uh was really good. It was a really uh, striking yeah, it's, cover. It's the same guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, that's yep, cool. 
Yeah, so we got I... uh, just Detective Doom Doomsday Clock is the third printing for issue one. I don't know if they're doing anything special with that cover. Um, I will check, but I do have the Batgirl, I think, in the Facebook feed. Give me half a second to find it. Maybe not. Hmm. Yeah, the Batgirl one's not on there. It says it's on there, but it's not. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. You did Most show of, us the Wonder Woman, though. That was pretty snappy. Yes, the Wonder, one, the Wonder Woman one is. Uh, it has three of the... Well, it's got Diana and then two other of the Warriors on there, so it's a three-female cover. So that one uh, has potential to kind of catch a little bit of heat. When Jenny does more than one, it tends to get people a little excited. Uh, Doomsday Clock, you'd asked about the third printing. It's the same cover of the uh, Rorschach face with the Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman logo. Okay. And it's all in full color on here, so I, I assume it will be full color printed. It looks like more and more publishers, smaller publishers, are, are, are jumping on the FOC bandwagon. That's good, right? Yes, it is good. Oh, uh, one thing I will call out that's on FOC... Uh, so mirror number one, we talked about the Archer variant. Uh, mirror number one is going to have a, an inflated order number just because of that Archer variant. Unlike Supergirl, he's not doing any variants moving further on. So if you're someone who likes to play a little bit more, maybe you want to look at grabbing the... It's only a cover A. It's a Nicola Scott cover uh, for Mira, Queen of Atlantis number two. But that will probably be uh, definitely a low ordered. Not necessarily going to say an underordered because you can never know that until demand hits, but it's definitely going to be a much lower uh, ordered book than the Art Germ variant cover. Excellent. Yeah, I think that that's probably it for DC. Uh, IDW, things that are coming out on FOC. So you've got a couple number ones, Bubba Hotep and Cosmic Bloodsuckers, Chromamento Mori. Those are both number ones that are... Uh, on FOC this week, so if you were at all interested in those, as well as Goosebumps, Download, and Die, that one is out there, and that is written by Jen Vaughn. So I don't know who that I is, but say, I don't know that. That's who's writing it. <laughs> uh, other than that, not a whole lot in IDW. A lot of ongoing stuff: TMNT, ongoing Transformers, My Little Pony, Kid Lobotomy, things like that. Now uh, another one that kind of it didn't really blast off the charts but was uh last week something that people were asking a little bit about is beef number one beef number two is on foc this week so if that was something you're interested in that will probably be a lower ordered book as well from image comics uh and then i believe we have this uh, awakenings two part six from black magic which is uh rucka and nicola scott i think this is the end of the current arc so that is on foc with a uh, Leandro Fernandez kind of black and white variant cover. Now, Hit Girl 2 probably on FOC because Hit Girl 1 apparently flew back to a second print real quick. They said that first one blew out of everywhere. Yeah, I think part of that was because there was some, uh, it was lightly ordered, okay. not as not as uh, heavily as other books because many retailers have caught wise to the Mark Millar plan. <laughs> <laughs> Get three issues, sell the rights, uh, and don't finish it. Gotcha. So I think there was a lot of uh, hesitancy on that that front. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. 
what about the Spawn 284 uh, Cover C Virgin Wraparound? Do you think there's anything to be had there? Well, it's a it's supposed to be a Todd McFarlane cover. So the A and the B are both by Alexander. The A is, is already there. The artwork is already out. The B is supposed to be a black and white of it. And then the, the C Virgin is supposed to be a McFarlane, which we don't have a cover for. So that's anyone's game. Kind of think I I pre-ordered that, but I can't remember a hundred percent. I can tell you, you did not. Son of a. <laughs> Would you like your standard three? No, I'll just take one of those. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Just just to see. I'm good. No worries here. Uh, let's see. And then we get into Marvel. We've got ASM seven ninety four third printing variant, which does have appears to have a different cover on it. And this is um, what is the significance now? This is. 794, I believe, is... Was that the start of the... I think this was the start of Slot's last arc, Mm -hmm. and that's where things started blowing up with the ASM books, so... So that's a cool cover. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. Hmm. Hmm. Third printing now. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, I think the only other things of note, per se in Marvel Comics uh, overall are that this current uh, FOC month are the Mighty Thor variants, and they are all a percentage-based increase. However, there are a couple that are worth potentially looking at. So let's see here. Which one was this? Uh, Oh, there's a couple other ones too. Um, so, like the Invincible Iron Man is a Keon variant cover. We don't get to see that. Old Man Hawkeye is an Olivier Coipel cover. We do see that one. It's very, uh, very Olivier Coipel esque, <laughs> um, which is not a bad thing. And then we also have the do do do. Where to go? Black Panther 171 is a uh, Nick Bradshaw cover. Um, very contrasty lights darks so we've got those the the big stuff though i guess that i should call out are johnny blaze ghost rider number one that's a christopher sabella title with clayton crane cover which is actually um since we can um, curse i guess on this one is a badass cover i don't know if you have you guys seen that cover at all Uh, i don't think so no all right check skype yeah i did see that (laughs) I, yeah, I did see that cover somewhere. That is pretty rad. Yeah, that that's a cool cover. I have a feeling that that one's going to jump off the shelves pretty quick. Uh, and then the other one is Daredevil 600. So there are a number of variants for this one. Obviously, it's an anniversary issue. You have a uh, David Aja 25, 1 to 25 variant, which is... Yep. The, the Aja one's pretty cool. You've got an Alex Ross, and then you've got some... Some bigger ones as well. You've got Frank Miller Remastered, which is a 1 in 500, and then the Frank Miller Black and White Remastered, which is 1 in 1,000. Um, wow. So, yeah, those we we haven't necessarily yet decided to go all in on, but anyone who wants to persuade us, uh, let us know, and we are more than happy to uh, do some calculating on our abacus. Man, I like Ozzy's covers. Those are, that's nice. Mm-hmm. What is that? Is that a standard or is that a one in something? That's the one in twenty-five. Yep. And again, for uh, folks, if you 
Eric doesn't come on that often, so we don't really need to talk about what FOC is. Um, these, you can't really find this FOC list out there in the world unless you're a retailer, correct? Yeah, it, it's kind of tricky. Um, no one really seems to publish it. The publishers don't put it out there. Diamond doesn't really put it out there. So it's it's something that the retailers uh, use to settle in on our final order for anywhere from two to four weeks out, depending. Or in the case of the Secret Invasion by Bendis Omnibus Hardcover, that will be coming out July 25th. But because it's so much larger, it takes uh, a bigger lead time for printing. Um but yeah, this is a retailer-based thing. It's um, it's something that if you are a person who goes after variants, who's looking for potential spec stuff, it's always worth finding a retailer where you can ask about it and just see what's what's coming up for FOC, things like that. And FOC stands for Final Order Cutoff, so this is the last chance to order these or put in and ask Diamond for them. Yes, that yes. is correct. It's the last time to put in and guarantee nah. that you will have your order put in. So like after on Tuesday I could put in an order for something else. There's no guarantee that I I'm going to get it, but yeah. Now, um so the best bet would be to go to your retailer either late Friday night before they close or Saturday probably they would probably have have this by then, right? Because it comes out sometime Fridays normally for you guys? So we get it uh, for about a month ahead, but it's not finalized until Friday at noon. So they can add a few things or take a few things off up until noon at Friday, they being the publishers. Yeah, so, and and, and even though some retailers probably don't want to mess with this, um, most, I think, don't mess with FOC because of the quick turnarounds and the fact that they're not as sophisticated as, as other comic shops. So you're, you're not going to be able to get this at every one, but if you have one that will let you look at it and order from it, it's really nice and it's very convenient and it, and it helps you if you didn't catch it during the previews cycle um, to be able to, to fix something or when you find something late breaking, um, you, can, you can still get one in. Um, and guarantee that you're going to get one, which is which is really nice. So ask your retailer, um, see if they if they play along, and uh, and we'll let you uh, peek behind the curtain because it's 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 really cool information. It is, and uh, you know, like we've said on our podcast, and I think we've talked about it a little bit on yours. Any retailer who is kind of worth their salt will go through and and take a good chunk of time on the FOC. I know. When James and I sit down and do it, it can take up to three hours sometimes to do it by the time we calculate everything out. And it's because we're fielding requests from people. We're kind of looking at sales trends. It's also the opportunity. So when you get to issues two and three, it's your opportunity for the publishers that utilize FOC to kind of say, okay, we we brought in 20 of number one. We sold out. We had to get more. So now we had originally put in an order to match at 20. But if we brought in another 10 and we've sold six of those, maybe we ought to up to 25 or 30. Um, so it's really a retailer's best friend to kind of look at the sales trends and, and figure out what they're going to do. Kyle, can you guess if the LCS close to us does it? I'm not sure if they know how to access the FOC. We may <laughs> we may need to see if we can help with that. I don't think they know what an FOC is. Anyway, Um so thank you for that, Eric. That's cool. I, I love that stuff. Yeah, um, speak, speaking of... Nothing in the back half? Nothing in the little guys? There really wasn't a whole lot. Um, the only 
two that I think are of any sort of note would be Breathless from Black mm, Mask. That's the one I was looking at. That it, number one issue is on FOC. And then the other one is Shadow Man from Valiant. Did you go mm. 250 deep on that one for the black and white? So we'll talk off air about that. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. No, we didn't, but we'll, we'll talk off air about it. Interesting. Most definitely. Okay. Um, now, speaking of previews, uh, previews is going to do a little change here. We're going to, as you know, that uh, previews comes with a Marvel insert and lately has been coming with an Image Plus insert. That's been very nice. Uh, but Image continues to have their solicits in the book as well, the main catalog. Uh, Marvel does not. The insert is their solicitation, so they, they only have a single page within the catalog. Now, DC has decided they are also going to do their own insert catalog. Uh, we don't have complete details, at least I don't have complete details yet, on whether that means they will go. It's a supplement with with interviews and uh, sneak peeks and things like that, and they'll still do their solicitations within the catalog. Or it'll be Marvel, and it'll just be their entire solicitations. Um, so that'll be an interesting change. In conjunction with that, the the, the folks at, at uh, Diamond have elevated Boom to a premier publisher and Dynamite to a premier publisher. I think those are the only two. So what that means is they will be in the front half of the book, alphabetically now, um, along with Dark Horse, IDW, um, and um, Image. Boom, and who else was it? Dynamite. Uh-huh. Um, have you heard anything else, any more details than that, Eric? Uh, the only additional details that I've heard are what I posted in the Slack channel uh, not that long ago, but it's basically from what I'm understanding, DC will be doing what Marvel does and pulling their solicits out into a standalone uh, DC previews and it'll be interesting to see how that works. So the whole the whole reason that Marvel is a separate item was because through the distributor wars, uh, each of the publishers kind of sided with a specific distributor. And DC early on went with Diamond. And because of that, they put in kind of a in-perpetuity contract to get a certain amount of covers of the preview catalog. And I can't remember if previews considers the front cover and the back cover two separate or the same but either way it worked out that nine twelfths of the covers i believe was the ratio dc got and then as other publishers joined on they got some of the other ones so idw i think has one i think image has one and uh, dark horse may have a cover a year or or one twelfth of the covers so that left Marvel out because Marvel went with their own publishing and distribution channel, which then they folded and went over to Diamond. So Marvel uh, was, you know, unable to get a cover, and they said, "Well, you know, these are our hill, our hill, our beans. We're going to create our own book then, so we can have all of our covers every month." So that's why we have a Marvel, uh, a Marvel standalone piece that comes with previews, or you can buy it independently. Image Plus added it as a supplemental component to the previous catalog. Um, what their full expressed intent was, I think, was to be able to get more information about their products out there for people. Uh, you can debate whether or not it's worked. I, d- I don't know. Uh, people seem it. They tried to sell it right um, as a separate entity, 
and now it's back to being included in previews. And I don't know if that's a temporary thing or that's that's going to be going for the for the foreseeable future. I like it, but I'm all in on image. I'm a, I'm a image super fan, so I love that stuff. It it reminds me of the old Wizard magazine a little bit. So I like it a lot, but I can see where other people just think it's a you know an ad and and don't pay that much of attention to it. Right, right. And I think the reason that uh, DC is doing this is I think they want to put more content in. But I was having a discussion with a back half publisher and to have a, a full page as a back half publisher, it's, it's $3,000 per page in previews. Cool. Now, obviously, DC is not going to pay three grand per page when they have, you know, 60 pages. It's probably going to be, you know, maybe half that, maybe 2000 I don't know. But that's still a lot of money. And you can put out your own previews catalog at your own page rate with all the ancillary detailed information that you want. So it does kind of make sense. And the reason that I am pretty sure I'm leaning probably... 90% positive that DC is going to be pulling their solicits out of previews and just having an insert page like Marvel is because uh, with the uh, Boom and, and Dynamite uh, publishers moving up to premiere status and then now also the expansion of a manga section, that really, it could be done, but I the manga stuff is packed in pretty tight. So I think they're going to try and expand that, um, make it a little bit bigger, little more information so with all those things previews is pretty thick as it is so i would say dc is probably pulling out most of their content to make uh make their own stuff and then diamond is filling in the rest with the manga section and promotion of these new uh premier publishers so would you think i mean how can image afford to do both if marvel and dc can't it's not that marvel and dc can't it's that they don't see the value in it um, again, if Image had pulled their solicits out and put it into their magazine, it, I, I don't know, I'll be honest, there's not a lot of people that get Image Plus for the content, they just want uh, whatever page or two pages of comic are in the back, whether it was Negan's story or Witches, and I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. Yeah. when they stopped offering it for free, it pretty much completely evaporated in our store. You know, when it was free, we got one with each copy of main previews that we uh, ordered, and they would all walk off the shelf except for maybe one. And once it became paid, we went from, I think, like 14 copies down to two because only two people were willing to pay for it. Yeah. So, And I was one of them. <laughs> yes, you was. That's and that's sad. okay. That is sad. Okay. That, that's good. That's good information. And I, and I look, you know, we look for to see how that thing evolves because it's... um. You know, it's it's kind of like a, a big deal when that thing changes. So it, I've been I've been clamoring for Boom to get elevated to a premier publisher. If Dark Horse is, then Boom should be because they have just as much, if not more, quality content coming out each and every month. So I'm glad that it's been recognized, um, not because of my suggestion, but it's probably long overdue. And Dynamite too; they've been cranking out content for a long time. So. Um, now this uh, this new editor in chief at Marvel, this CB Sabolsky guy, uh, he's shaking some things up. I'm assuming these these are his decisions, and the uh, he's yanking people off of books and moving them around. We got that announcement. Uh, Eric, you have that kind of you want to go over that some of those big changes that are coming. 
more standard Marvel changes. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know. Um, fresh start, re you know, brand new creative teams. But wait, what about Legacy? Weren't we doing big numbers and and no, no we're starting over. Oh yeah. Good news about that. We're going to have a dual number going forward, which Marvel did, uh, I believe, in the late 90s. Um, and that's honestly, that's what a lot of collectors and store owners want, is if you're going to start over with a, a new number, maintaining that legacy number, number somewhere for us so that as we're putting back issues in bins, we know which freaking order they go in. That's kind of huge. Kinda uh, and hopefully it will also maybe assist with reading order. Because you get to some of these series that start up for five, six issues and then die off and then go for 20 and then stop and then go for five and then have another four. You don't know what order everything's supposed to be in. So having those numbers, I think, will be great. But um, the new creative teams behind the same products are going to be uh, Captain America will be Ta-Nehisi Coates and Lionel Yu. The Immortal Hulk is uh, veteran writer Al Ewing and artist Joe Bennett. Now, wait a minute. Is that is that going to be totally awesome or banner back? Do we mm. know? Um, it's a good question. I didn't read the the blurb too super deep. Yeah. Now I want to okay. look. And and the cap to 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 follow up on the Captain America, um, Kyle and I both tried to to Nahisi Coates Black uh, Black Panther a couple of times. I did it a couple of times. I think. Kyle tried it as well, and it, it was not it was not good. Um, I I don't think Black Panther's selling that well, even though the movie's doing a billion dollars. I, I think that, that's the big that's a big surprise to me that they're going to take Mark Wade off of Captain America and put Tenehisi Coates on it, and um, I, I'm worried about that title. You should be. What do you think, Kyle? You think it's going to do anything? When I saw the creative team, I was like, all right, probably not. And it's just because it hasn't been working for me. But I'm curious to see how everybody else takes it. Yeah, so... Um, eh, yeah. <laughs> I think... Boy, so Ta-Nehisi Coates, his big influences, uh, one of them is Christopher Priest. And Christopher Priest has a certain style of writing books and it's very similar to what Tanahisi does where it's it's a little bit more exposition um, some people like that some people don't some people like the tempo and the pace some don't I think that uh, Tanahisi although he started off writing literature novels things like that um, I, I think he's made a strong transition compared to a lot of other authors who have tried to transition into comics and that's good. I think that putting him on Captain America, or I shouldn't say putting him, it's not like they tell someone where they have to go, they offer the books to them. I think offering him the opportunity to write Captain America will present something different. Uh, we know politically where Ta-Nehisi Coates comes from, and we know the background that he's had, and being an African American, he has been subjected to uh, struggles that most non-African Americans don't. So his voice on Black Panther was really kind of championed and heralded from... The uh, especially the African American community, but more of the just the general rights community, which is a great thing. It's it's good to have that representation in comics. Switching him off of a predominantly African American character, bringing him to Captain America, I think does afford an opportunity for some uh, different voice to be brought into the character. 
And I think that that will be interesting. It just depends on how the delivery is. And it's again, that's going to be a personal choice, not a quality choice. I don't think that Ta-Nehisi writes bad comics. I think it's just some people like them, some people don't. And and that's um, I think it I think it'll be interesting to see how it does. Would you do you know the subs that you have for Black Panther off the top of your head? How many subs do we have for Black Panther? I think we have. Uh, it's under ten. Uh, that's for sure. But Black Panther, his, it's a hard sell anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's never been a super super high sub book. It's been it's been a book that has been uh, collect uh, collected editions have always done well. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing about it. Now, let's compare it on the other side. So we know that Ta-Nehisi Coates, one of his big, uh, the folks that he really looked up to was Christopher Priest. Christopher Priest is writing Deathstroke. We have two Deathstroke subscribers. And um, so I guess if you're modeling yourself after someone else, yeah, Padawan's doing better than the teacher at this point. I don't know. Um, it could be, it's yeah. more character, I think, based than anything. But yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I wish him well. I hope it's. I hope it's good. I really was enjoying the Mark Wade run, though. I thought that mm-hmm. was a real good back to basics uh, on Captain America, and it. And it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, the Immortal Hulk. To go back to that, it was as I suspected. Bruce Banner is going to be the main character. Uh, they are. Ta- Al Ewing was talking about. Uh, they're going to bring in another new character, and then they're going to bring an Alpha Flight character into the fold as well. So. Uh, that could be one where people are chasing a new, new character creation yeah. when that first comes out. Wow, yeah, first appearance. You can't go wrong with that. Right. Now let's get to Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, so Dan Slott is, for the first time in about 400 years, not going to be writing Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. And uh, it's going to go to Nick Spencer with Ryan Otley doing the art. Obviously, Nick Spencer wrote half of Marvel, or at least the half that uh, Jason Aaron didn't write of Marvel last yeah. year. Um, so this is kind of an obvious, um, an obvious pick. He, Nick has kind of shepherded along some of the bigger components of the Marvel, uh, events the last couple of, uh, go arounds. So we'll see how this works. Um, I think that there is a, there's a concern that people, there might be some apathy with Nick Spencer, just with the amount that he wrote last year. Um, and some of what he wrote got people all ruffled up for what ended up being much ado about nothing yeah even uh like ign's mainline comic book article the other day on march 1st hydra caps writer takes over marvel's amazing spider-man comic so their lead in this changeover was making sure that he was designated as the guy who did hydra cap so he still to the general public has a hump to get over because he's known still as the blaspheming guy who hydra who did the hydra cap storyline right but but he also did the fix. <laughs> <laughs> but only you, I, and forty-seven other people know that he did the fix, Drew. Yeah, yeah. He, but he, he's great. Completely, his writing he, is great. Has he ever finished the fix? No, and no, it, no, we'll, no. We'll, we'll see another issue, I believe, in when we talk uh, today. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, there you <laughs> and go. It's super late now. Ryan Ryan Otley doing the art is going to be. Oh, it's going to be awesome. He was shackled to Invincible for all those years. I haven't seen him do much else. He did, he did the um, Grizzly, Grizzly Bear. What was that? What was that? What Shirtless Bear Fighter. Oh. Yeah. Uh, no, that was that it. No, that was, no, it was uh, Grizzly Shark. Oh, Grizzly Shark. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think he did that. 
Um, but he, he, I don't know a lot of his stuff outside of Invincible, so I'm really interested to see what his interpretation of of the of the Spider-Man and his rogues and everything. I think that's did you see the cover? Neat. I haven't. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to the Skypes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it looks awesome. I'm huge fan of Otley and just kind of the way he draws. I like the way he does things. I think he's got a lot of life. Um, so looking forward to that and. You, you and I, we love Nick Spencer from uh, from Superior Foes back in the day, from from uh, uh, the the fix. So like this is right up our alley. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I don't know why it has to be a num- why can't it be eight oh two? I don't know why it has to be number one, but whatever. <laughs> it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. You're right. <laughs> Perhaps you didn't read that this is Marvel's fresh start relaunch. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, I. Otley has done a little bit of ASM work before. He did, uh, looks like, a variant cover for the 2014 series, issue number eight, and a variant for the, what is it, the 2015 Amazing Spider-Man 1.2. He did a variant cover for it. So, he's drawn Spidey twice, at least. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, okay. Uh, back to the fun. Uh, Mighty Captain Marvel, Margaret Stoll, and Carlos Pacheco. So, obviously, Pacheco's been around quite a while. This will be Margaret's, uh, I think, second round on uh, Captain Marvel, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. And uh, I'd be surprised if you had um, double-digit subs on that book, that previous Captain Marvel. I mean, I I think it's kind of lost re- relevance, relevance, relevance uh, uh, since... Deconic was booted from it. Um, that was kind of the last time anybody was actually talking about it and enjoying it in any in great numbers. Um, so this 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 character is uh, dead on arrival, I think. I saw it as the life of Captain Marvel, so instead of Mighty. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. That's just one of the articles I saw. I wasn't sure if that meant anything or if that meant they were kind of going back uh, to the beginnings of it or what. I don't know. Yeah, I... um, Yeah. <laughs> Captain Marvel is... Mm, how do I want to say this? So, yeah. I'm not going to say it's dead on arrival, but it's definitely uh, something that's already been played. So, I think the chances of bringing on new people is a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but this is definitely, from from what I'm looking at, of the creative team changes that we have here, this one is probably the least exciting uh, to me personally. Definitely. Um, because it's really not new. And it that character, ed, editorial did, them, did no favors to Captain Marvel during the Civil War II era. Right. Uh, making her a villain and... Um, you know, she's popped up in other books and she is continuing to um, be uh, lambasted for her decision during that, that event and um, trying to defend herself on these, on the pages. And it's, it's not working. She, she is not even redeemed at this point, I think in any of the books that I've read with her in it. And so I think they would have been better served to shelve this character for a while. Um, But whatever. Right. Right. Uh, next up, we've got Doctor Strange, and that'll be written by Mark Wade with art by Jesus Saez. <coughs> and this is one you guys were a little bit bummed about. Is that true? Yeah. Super bummed. Excuse me. I love 
He's getting all choked up about it. I'm so uh, he is. Holy so Moses! Sad. Um, Donny Cates was doing a great job, and I don't understand why they gave up so fast. I don't know if they gave up so much as they've given Donnie so much other work that something had to give. And when you're Mark Wade and you're walking around the office and you're you've decided already that you're stepping off of Avengers, um, yeah, that's true. better get a landing point. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm actually kind of excited about it. I like a lot of the old original classic uh, Stanley, the the early 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 Doctor Strange stuff. And Mark Wade really does do a good job of kind of playing to the origin and the strengths of a lot of characters. So um, I'm actually Mark- very anxious to see yeah. what he does and if it kind of takes a step back and gets more classic. So you'd say you, you like Doctor Strange for his magic and things, correct? I do. When Doctor Strange number one, when Doctor Strange loses his connection to Earth's arcane powers, he ventures into space. That's what you want from Mark Wade? Space, Doctor Strange. Well, I mean, <laughs> he has always dealt with a lot of um, cosmic stuff. Cosmic, yeah. yeah, cosmic power and cosmic entities, Dormammu, you know, all of those things. So, I, yeah, I am. I am actually looking quite forward to it. Doctor Strange in space. I'm looking more forward to it than than uh, I actually wasn't looking forward to Donny Cates writing Doctor Strange at all. So you didn't you didn't like any of his run so far? It's I haven't disliked it, but it also is definitely not my favorite. Yeah, and uh, do you like his work on Thanos? I have not been able to keep up with Thanos. Okay. Well, then there you go. Oh, we've got one more. Oh yes, and it's Donny Cates on Venom. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Venom, so I, I'll, I'll try it because I like Donny Cates, but. I'm I'm worried about that one too. I read what Donny Cates wrote about how much he loves this 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 character, so I'm excited because right. I think his strengths would go hand in hand with the Venom. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, this is one that I'm actually excited for Donny to be writing, and I and I can't wait to read it. Yeah. And of the the article I'm reading, we've got uh, Tanahisi Coates starting Black Panther over again, right? For the seventh time? Yes, for the seventh yeah. time. Sixth, seventh, something. I mean, because they've done all those. They're not restarts, but they've done a lot of the, the what, Black Panther, was it Sound and Fury, um, Black Panther Rise again? I mean, there was all those different four to six issue pieces that he was a part of. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've got Avengers number one with Jason Aaron and Ed McGinnis. That should be great. Yes. Ed McGinnis art is always a treat completely agree love that edmund get art jason aaron rebooting thor with mike del mundo so jason aaron gets a third straight thor book and drew talk to me about matthew rosenberg's take on multiple man i don't know <laughs> uh, I, he he's he's a guy that i like some of his stuff but he's he's writing too much yeah. and he's spread thin and i i don't that's that's a recipe for disaster every single time. Charles Soule is uh, one that just he's he's spread too thin. Um, Jason Aaron was spread too thin. Um, they they just do that. They just they get those ex- these exclusive contracts and then they just ride these ponies to the till they're dead. Fresh start, Marvel. Fresh start. fresh fresh start. And these are all number ones and 
Will there continue to be any legacy numbers, do we know, going forward? Well, he was talking about the, the dual numbering, so I assume that's what they're going to do with everything. Uh, yeah, I would have to assume that they're going to slowly start to phase them out once they hit their big milestone numbers. Because if Doctor Strange is getting a number one, it's still got ten issues before it gets to 400 and is... Oh, man, it's... It, it is is it's it's a monthly i think i don't think it's every other week is it it's a monthly some they're going to probably jump ship on before others i honestly with marvel we just kind of find out as everybody else does we just <laughs> hold on yeah yeah but you know they're they're uh, number 1 they're, they're number 1 so there you go kind of <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess not in units. DC's been taking the units lead, so I would I would say they're one of the big two. <laughs> yes, they're definitely one of the big two. I think they, that's a safe one to say. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Um any other news before we go to sneak peek that cover it? Alright, if that's all guys, let's well, let's head over to previewsworld.com like we talked about before. New releases. Let's scroll down. We'll find out what's coming out March 7th, 2018. Almost said 17. And Drew, Eric, let's start where we always love to start. Let's start in Dark Horse. How did Incognito Negro Renaissance sell for you guys? One sub, one issue, <laughs> one sold. <laughs> Bad in a thousand then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nobody came in asking for it, but the one who did ask for it bought it. <laughs> there you go. It's fantastic. Anything else in our hardcore, hard-hitting Dark Horse? No. Uh, actually, the Rasputin Voice of Dragon, we have had a couple of people throw that on their pull list, even though it's only a, a five-issue series. But this is part of that Mignola-verse, and people people like seem that. to dig his stuff. So. Yep. Can't beat it. All right, guys, let's head on down and see what we have in DC. Um, I, I love what DC has done with these uh, cover bees, independently be orderable. They're, I mean, they're head and shoulders the best cover pe- publisher out there, right? I mean, I know Marvel does some great variants and stuff, but to be able to just pick up these off the shelf, the quality on a lot of these titles are just they're fantastic. Am I alone on that? I I agree with you 100%. <laughs> but I'm also a big DC fanboy. Yeah, there you go. So anything interesting happening in Batman that we need to worry about blowing up? Looks like a Poison Ivy story continues, so no. Yeah, we're not we're not necessarily spe- or spotlighting on the relationship between Catwoman and Batman in this one, so those are the ones that tend to uh, be a little more heat on them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Catwoman's still going to be a part of the issue, but certainly not part of the, doesn't seem to be outwardly part of the wedding uh, component. I would say that the next thing worth looking at is Batman White Knight 6, and that is because every issue of Batman White Knight has sold out and gone back to another print. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I would have done both A and B covers on this. Um it's it's really been great. Fantastic. It has. Mm-hmm. Did you guys end up reading the? I think it was issue four. Did you notice the panel where Harley was naked and they covered her up with uh, 
the word balloon? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, he had shared that unedited uh, on on his Twitter. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Can DC do that? No, they can't. They covered it <laughs> Turns up. Turns out they just <laughs> Probably a safer bet. Yeah. Of course, get a little bit of risque in there. You get some people talking about it. Book sells out even more. Spikes in price. Yeah. <laughs> I have been trying so hard to enjoy this uh, Snagglepuss thing by the guy that did Flintstones. It is so hard to enjoy this. <laughs> it's, it's just um, really, really not not catching fire with me yet. Two issues in. I never in my life thought I would ever see Jai Lee draw Betty and Veronica. But on your B cover of Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, you see just that. And it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Now you got your standard Harley Quinn show cover. This one features the penguin. Have you had any drop off since uh, the switch to Thierry? Uh, we have not. The people that read Harley Quinn continue to read Harley Quinn. The people that get the show covers continue to get the show covers. Hey, we've got a not too bad Yasmin Putri cover B on Nightwing. Hey, not too bad. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I had to talk Kyle off the ledge of the last order that we submitted. He had dropped I had Nightwing. Dropped Nightwing. <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing?" He's been he's been dying since we started doing this back in 2012. He has bought every Nightwing available since New Fifty Two covers cover A. And um, and he he was he was going to drop it complete, and I was like, "I'm getting ready to send this in. Are you absolutely sure? Because they're changing." creators here pretty soon and uh, i talked him off the ledge and he's gonna stick with I'm gonna it push through the next creative team and 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 hope for something i was ready to vote with my wallet and get my picket sign out and say we demand more from our nightwing <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i did new creative team coming we shall see but uh thank you yeah. dc for uh for uh trying to i'm not gonna say try to salvage it but try to give us something a little special yeah. Now, Superman 42 is part of the Bizarroverse. It's part one. So this, I don't know if this is going to catch on or not. I know there's like a, there's a pocket fandom for Bizarro. And this is the, is this the first Boyzaro or is this an established character that's been around? You know, that's a darn good question. I don't know. The, you know, I haven't been reading Superman all throughout its, his whole career. So I don't know it, but, um. It's interesting. I wonder if that's the first appearance. No results found on Comic Book DB. Yeah. yeah. And when they say the term Boyzaro, they feel the need to tell us if it's the son of Bizarro. So I'm guessing this is the first we've ever seen it. Could be something there. Yeah. And I wonder if it's the Bizarro from uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws that's uh, a little less dumb. <laughs> so that could be on your spec pick yeah. if it's a first appearance. You guys, you still doing Young Animals, Drew? Uh, no. Shade the Changing Woman. I will, I will sample this one, but um, it was really, it was the only one left that I was even reading out of that imprint, and it was weird. So I want to sample this one, and then I want to make a decision. Becky Clune in cover A. Yeah, yep, yeah, she's good. 
Really like the Wild Storm. Now they're up to three covers on it, so that's kind of neat. Jim Lee, cover C. All right. Anything else to delve any deeper into in DC today? Nope. Not for me. All right. Let's head on down and see if we can dig anything out of I. Now you got a couple of number ones here. You got Highest House number one and Spider King number one. Now on Highest House, I see Highest a House print on Previews World and a three ninety nine. If you look at the cover, indeed you do. So I'm unaware if we've had a last minute hike or somebody's. And it is a four ninety nine book. At least our invoices are four ninety nine. So I just imagine Eric with like one of those minority report computers and he's just grabbing all these little databases and things and checking all these prices and pulling covers up how are you accessing all this information so quickly uh well i have our invoice for what we ordered and what's shipping to us on tuesday open in acrobat i have the diamond retail website open so i can search through anything that has been solicited or ever existed. I have my Facebook <laughs> open, which has the Marvel and DC retailer Facebook groups, which has extra covers in it. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And I have comic book DB open for doing any extra research needed. You're a wealth of knowledge, sir. Actually, the internet's a wealth of knowledge. I'm just, <laughs> it's a vessel. <laughs> I'm interested in this, but at $5, I'm, uh, that's, that, that, Leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth. Yes, may I direct you down to the Spider King then uh, for three ninety nine. <laughs> um, this one could I I don't know if it's going to necessarily jump off, but it's kind of a Vikings versus aliens thing. Uh, so Vikings have been a fairly warm thing since the was it I don't know if it's on what what channel it's on, oh, but the okay. Vikings yeah, television yeah. show I think it's history. Yeah, so ever since that came out, Viking stuff has done a little bit better, and it's kind of got a, um, uh, shoot, what the heck is it, Eric Powell-esque cover A by okay. Simone D'Armini. Um, so I don't know if this one's going to have a little bit more as far as legs go. The cover B is by Afu Chan, and I would get the cover A, but that's just me. Uh, let's see if we've got... And we have, uh, nobody pre-ordered it from us, so my guess is that's going to be a pretty low print run and a pretty hard-to-find book. What about the October Faction Supernatural Dreams, number one, by, written by Steve Niles and Damian Worm on art? So this is a second Earth. Is it? Okay, so this is an existing property. It is, yes. It's a cool-looking cover. Now, the... Uh, Star Wars Adventures 7 is coming out. I only say that because I'm excited about Star Wars Adventures number 8. Yep. Be because we've got a really cool backup feature. Um, I'm assuming the FOC has passed on 8, so there's nothing we can do to increase those sales. Correct. The FOC passed, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Our pre-order numbers were much, much stronger compared to normal, so we did our part. Yes, yes. So... Um, um, when that Jawa backup feature comes out, I'm all over that. I Yes, and I'm confident it's going to be great, and it's going to be on the people that pick it up when they see it and they read it. If they love it, make sure they take it to Twitter or Instagram or whatever the kids use <laughs> nowadays and make it known that you like it. 
Take it to the snap face. That thing. <laughs> All right. Anything else in IDW? Way more than we normally spotlight from them. Uh, are you going to get one of those books, Kyle? Did I you order one of those not. books? You hate IDW with a passion. Hey, I was, I was, I was, I was Star Wars Adventure for the first four. So don't That's start true. With me. True. All right. Anything else in IDW? All right. Let's head on down to Image. There's the Gideon Falls Virgin cover that I missed. <laughs> there it is. Man, Drew, I'm going to direct you direct you to fix number eleven with a March or a May solicit. Uh, um, yeah, it's only delayed by nine months or so. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what's... Ah, uh, there's a dog. There's a couple of cops. There's a dog? Um, either a dog's named Pretzels or somebody was eating Pretzels. I can't remember. Dog, Yeah, the dog was named Pretzels. Very good. Yeah. And yeah. Somebody got shot. Yeah. Point. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Man, too much time. After after reading the solicit, I think someone named Mac is out for answers. <laughs> yeah, they're not helping us out with the solicit to catch us up either, are they? Jeez. <laughs> well, I am going to say I'm super excited for Gideon Falls number one. Um, now, here's the question, though: Do you think? Do you really think the Virgin is going to be the best cover? No, no. It's just I, I don't think I I don't think I went all in and got all four covers. Um, I don't know how many I got. Maybe just. Maybe just cover A, because Kyle's got me brainwashed. No, you went but, Lemire. You're you're a crazy uh, Lemire guy, and you fought me on this one. I am. I am. I, I love Lemire. And, uh, yeah, yeah. if he did a cover, I probably went with it. Um, Royal City is fantastic. And so um, I'm psyched about this. I don't even care what it's about, but I'll, I'll let you guys know. It's, an, it's a brand-new ongoing series. And the lives of a reclusive young man obsessed with a conspiracy in the city's trash and a washed up catholic priest arriving in a small town full of dark secrets become intertwined around the mysterious legend of the black barn an otherworldly building that is alleged to have appeared in both the city and the small town throughout history bringing death and madness in his wake that sounds cool that does sound pretty rad so i got i i uh jumped on this one and i ordered myself the jack cover yeah, you can't go wrong with Jock either. Yeah, I just felt like the Lemire cover on this one was not up to Lemire's normal Lemireness. Yes, Kyle, you want to take us through Oblivion <sighs> in a song? way that's going to be different from what you saw. Oblivion song by Robert Kirkman with art by Annalisa Leone and a Lorenzo De Felici cover. I am regretting ordering a lot of these, and I suggest nobody buy it. Wow. Because they are not doing what a happened? second printing, so they are going to just pump out and overprint it, so they don't have to sell out. So Diamond will have copies of this for the next six months to a year. Because they've specifically gone out and said, we are not doing a second printing. The last time Image said that, they just print, I can't remember what it was, but I was someone was talking about it, I was reading about it they just print like 25% extra so there's going to be a ton of these it's going to be a huge order but then Diamond's just going to have a, just an obnoxious amount left over 
Is it going to do seventy five? Yeah, and then there'll be another forty thousand sitting in diamond. Okay. How many of those two hundred dollar collectors editions <laughs> do you couple. think got sold? Any any at your store, Eric? No. But what do you think no. about when diamond no. or when they say we're not doing a second print? I mean, um, uh, it's hard to take it at face value because if it sells out. They would be fools to leave money on the table. Now, that being said, this is the creator of Invincible and a small little property mm-hmm. of Walking Dead, among other things. And Outcast. Outcast. Right, Outcast. I mean, so I... We didn't go yeah. heavy on it, I'll tell you that. Yeah. We read the previews PDFs for it or whatever, and yeah. we, they sent the trade to us beforehand of the first multiple issues, and we were kind of like, mm, eh. Now, oh, you got the trade for the first first multiple issues. Yeah, every retailer got the first trade. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yes, they're that far ahead. Yeah, they they were not for sale, so you could buy them on eBay for about seventy five bucks. But anywho, so the uh, it, it I don't know. We kind of paged through, it and we were just kind of like, mm, eh. Now could catch on like wildfire, like other things it, it may not so this one we didn't go super heavy on it wasn't yeah. something that we were uh i guess too too over jazzed about Kirk came out and well, said, here's i know go- keep uh, keeping a new series on news on the stands so new fans can get caught up when issue two comes out and beyond is extremely important to the life of a new series that said i want people to be able to get first printings of issue number one to add to their collection so we're going to avoid selling out in the first place by printing enough to hopefully meet and exceed all indications, so they're just going to overprint the living crap out of it. Okay, so it's issue two is the one we're going to have to make sure we get. Yeah, and well, it's going to be a Skybound um, book. Uh, he's got that exclusive deal with Amazon and Skybound. This is going to get optioned for Prime. Uh, it's going to, you know, so whatever the Outcast long-term trajectory is from a value standpoint. And so far, Meh. not much, I don't think. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it going about that same path. Uh, that'd be my guess. So, might be a good read, um, and might eventually be a $20 book. I'm just disappointed by the overprinting. I, but if you've got Kirkman money, you can, you can overprint something and, and shred them later if you have to. And it, yeah, I I agree. It's gonna it's gonna devalue the the first print because there's gonna be plenty of them out there. But um, yeah, I hope it's not a I hope that's not a new practice. But it seems like an interesting story. I haven't read it yet, but it seems pretty rad. I just read the uh, the the backup features in some of the titles where they give you five or six pages, and it was pretty good. Okay. Um, Prism Stalker is uh, written and drawn by Sloan Leone. Probably not how you pronounce that. Sloan, eh, maybe. Uh, it's a two ninety nine book. We like that la- as a launching point. Um, and is about a character named Vep, who is a young refugee raised away from her devastated home planet as an indentured citizen in a foreign colony. She works tirelessly for her insectoid hosts, but there is no exit in sight in this vicious dripping city nest the eye of opportunity is closing her duty is to her family and her siblings but what more can she do for them here 
The answer appears faster than she is ready for. I don't know how many I have on order. Maybe one. Could be neat. Two ninety. I like the two ninety nine. Yeah. Oh yeah, great, great launching point. That's a pretty low barrier to entry. Series finale on spread, spread twenty five, which I dropped off on just because it didn't come out regular. I really like it, and now that I see this ending, I'm going to catch up and read through the end because uh, I enjoyed it. Even though that second arc, where they took the main character and essentially put him in a coma for the entire arc, isn't how I normally like to read my. 25 issue series but i'm interested to see how it goes uh the walking dead cover b sinkevich cover uh his interpretation of the governor is pretty rad i like that agreed and uh this uh new world order uh so far has been um chock full of new appearances really well done chock full of new appearances um could have some value down the road, so uh, get get this, get one seventy seven for sure. Keep them coming. Anything else in image? Uh, oh, elsewhere's is that delayed or is that on time? Huh? It says it's just January. It seems like it's been a while though. It's this elsewhere is a really good book by Jay Fairber, um, and this is the start of a new story arc. So. Uh, I'm excited for this. It's a really good read. All right, let's see what Marvel has in store for us for March. Well, Amazing 797. Um, Yeah, I think that's an automatic. I think you got to get this. Uh, We got a Green Goblin back, but we're really hoping for Red Goblin, and Red Goblin's in the solicit. Yeah, and I know... We haven't gone over to the variant side of things yet, but there is an Ed McGinnis 1 in 10 Red Goblin design, character design uh, cover, and those tend to do pretty good. And Ed McGinnis, he's done some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. That is a really cool-looking cover. I saw that a couple weeks ago that people were really talking high on it. Uh, There's an Avengers 683. Mm-hmm. And these these Avengers seem to be spiking. They seem to be having a first appearances in them. Um, I don't know if there's anything that's going to be in six eighty three, but six eighty two had a had a mystery variant that came out um, six eighty maybe or six seventy nine. I can't had that first appearance of somebody. Um, so there's a chance there's something in in this as well. You never know. Mark right. Wade's pulling, pulling out the stops. Correct. I really like the cover A on Infinity Countdown by Adi Granov. That is oh, not the cover A. The cover A is the uh, third oh, one the down on the list. Cover. Okay, that's why I was like, wait a minute. Okay, that's the Captain Marvel. Correct. The Adi Granov. Right. That is an incentive variant. Um... Which we and and I think it was a percentage uh-huh. tier one, which we went uh, much heavier on the Granov cover than anyone else, or than any of the other covers. I should say I can't <laughs> say we went harder than anyone else, but yeah, that is a really rad cover that I will be putting yeah, in my really personal nice. collection. I don't know a lot of Granovs that come off the top of my head, but that that seeing that one, uh, very cool. 
Yeah. But yeah, the regular standard covers, meh. <laughs> yep. Man, they are doing a prelude to everything, movie-wise. We've got an Ant-Man and Wasp prelude. Infinity prelude. Is that the last issue of Hawkeye? I think so. That was a good series. I enjoyed that. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. A fond fa- farewell. Yeah. I think Black Bolt's also ending, isn't it? Soon, but I don't think this. I don't think it's yeah, with this it's not issue. This, one. this one's still got more going. Yep. They take away everything I love. Spit on it. So, uh, hey, Drew. Yeah? Check out the second True Believers item in the list. Ha! Yeah, I've got some of those coming. (laughs) (laughs) True Believers Venom for Spider-Man number one is the $1 True Believers reprint of ASM 300. I believe I have five of those coming. We have uh, a shipment of them coming. As well, you should. <laughs> you bought them by the the yeah. pallet of a pallet of them. Darn close. Yeah, I regret not getting the True Believer one eighty one. Yeah, I wish I would have done that. I, any of those keys, the Amazing Fantasy. I wish I would have got that one too. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story about all that, but. I'll save it. Regular Venom. We've got a couple more like before what? it goes away. But the the conclusion to the Poison X storyline. So is this the last one with the uh, Poison uh, incentive covers that were so nice? Yes. I believe that this is the last one of those with the one in 25s or one in 50s. Got the second issue of X-Men Red, which I really like that first issue. Of course, it's Tom Taylor, who I like a lot. So um, it might be my, uh, my, I might be reading a next book, like there an X go. team book. I did when I saw it was Tom Taylor. Yeah, that's true. Unpredictable. All kinds of good stuff. Anything else in Marvel? Buy Spider-Man, buy Avengers, the hot books. <laughs> and buy yourself a $1 copy of... ASM 300. Alright, let's head into the back half. A uh, Ballad of Sanghood. Yeah, that's the one I, I spotlighted. I really liked the solicitedness in the previews. Uh, Ed Brisson on writing. Alessandro Micheli and Shari Chankahama, I'm going with, on art and cover. Kidnapped off the streets of the Philippines as an infant and trained as a child assassin, Sang has never had a childhood. All he's ever known is killing in the kindness of his master, Chen. The closest thing Sang has to a father. When Sang's enthusiasm botches a job, it brings the wrath of Don Michela down on the pair, resulting in Chen's murder. Barely escaping with his own life, or with his own line, it says, and with... Minchella's severed arm in tow sings, swears revenge while every gang in the city mobilizes to return him to Minchella, dead or alive. So that sounds pretty fun. I think it sounds like a really cool storyline. Kind of a, uh, almost a, um, a Damian Wayne independent version kind of thing. The, the good folks at Amaral Entertainment have, have brought us Cable oh, and Face Off number one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and my favorite part of the solicit is it's it's this is a new story arch <laughs> with a 
CH at the end of it. So, hey, oh, a story arch. I can't wait. Can't wait to get get into this. Because it's all about the story yes. with Emerald Entertainment. Boombox, which is uh, Boom's uh, all-ages imprint, uh, has a book called Dodge City Number 1, written by Josh Trujillo and with art by Kara McGee. Um, and it's uh, com- about competitive dodgeball. And I have enjoyed the rollerblading book, Slam, at Boom. I've enjoyed Fence, about fencing, at Boom. So I am interested in a dodgeball book. Very cool. <laughs> Eric, did my Dynamic Forces March Madness starter set come in? It did. Well, it, it is oh, on the invoice. It said allocations may occur. I didn't know if I'd get scratched on that one. Nope, it's showing right here. What is that? that? Is what is two that? Random we're dynamic about? forces covers. One randomly chosen chosen dynamic forces exclusive plus one randomly chosen ultra rare limited edition. It's all gonna be power. Rangers. And for the price I paid, I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, Dreamless number one from Keen Spot, written by Bobby Crosby with art by Sarah Ellerton. Eleanor has a secret. When she sleeps, she doesn't dream. Instead, she sees another life through the eyes of a boy named Takashi, born on the same day as she and lives in Japan. Kind of an interesting concept. Um, it is four ninety nine, so you Kyle's out. Well, he will not try. He will not sample that. But it's kind of a kind of a cool idea. Yeah. The Return of Fighting American. Uh, I'm not familiar with that, but apparently that's a thing. And they're relaunching Green Hornet for the 7,000th time over at Dynamite. This one's written by Amy Chu with art by German Aramuspe, who did a lot of Avatar books. But how many of them had a female Green Hornet? True. Mix it up. They got the license. Better use it. Are we to the Jays yet? You are to the Jays whenever you want to go to the Jays. Oh, Jazz Maynard, Volume 2, Number 2. Yeah. That was good. Um, I appreciate you uh, urging me to read that. That first volume was great. It's a fun book. I um, I expect that thing to be optioned because it was very cinematic and it was like an action-adventure heist movie. It was... It would be perfect for, for a movie series. The crazy thing is, um, Volume 1 was actually, I think, taken from Volume 3 of the Jazz Maynard book series, or, or Jazz Maynard series that was done in Europe. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, so I was like, well, hey, we're, I want to go back to the beginning. So I don't know what the whole plan is with it, but I, number one, I, you've got the trade? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know what the paper stock is like, but the paper stock on the single issues, the covers are, like, triple thick, they're super heavy, and they're uh, a matte finish as opposed to a glossy finish, which I love. And the actual interior paper is thick, too. Um, just the whole presentation, I love it, but the, the content is great. Just this jazz musician, this jazz trumpeter who can play and soothe and amaze people you know, in the actual uh, jazz cabaret club, yet he can just kick ass everywhere else. It's pretty cool. And, and yeah, it was. You're right because that first volume dropped you in. And like they there was they were already kind of established 
relationships between these characters and backstories that had happened right. in the past, and you're like, well, I guess I don't get to know about that. And they showed a little bit of flashback with them as children um, and dealing with the drug dealer early on, and there was that was that was fun. But yeah, it did seem like, oh, there's a lot more history that these characters have together before this 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 story even took place and they were really fully formed characters and um yeah it, it's it's fun it's it's worth picking up and i i definitely would recommend it it's a it, it's a you said it's a european book right yeah it's one of those books that was done in europe and then translated for american audience the yeah the the writing is spot on i don't i didn't feel any loss in translation at all the art style is that um is it does have that European style to it, but I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really great art too. Yeah, it's I, I've really enjoyed it since the beginning. We have Rick and Morty presents the Vindicators number one. Of course, the Vindicators is the Rick and Morty universe's version of kind of like the Justice League. So we're we're leaning heavy into the comic book influence here. Of course, one of the one of the heroes, his superpower Drew is um, his name is Million Ants. Can you guess what he is? He's literally a million ants, so that's that's what you're getting from there. So that should be a good one, and I see that one selling quite so, a few copies. So this is a, uh, a standalone yes. series, and but the regular one continues, right? Yes, it's like a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just like the pocket, like you stole it. Oh yeah, that's right. So they have three of them going now, or did I that run its course? Pocket might be done. Or if not, it's on a break. But hey, Drew, you get another Alterna, uh, Alterna Comics series starting up. Yeah, Sonatus. And it's $1.50. Can't beat that. Um, Three-issue miniseries. Some of these, you know, they have to click eventually. <laughs> they keep cranking them out. So um, this one's about a mysterious, where mysterious voices lure a man back to his hometown to visit an abandoned house that he used to frequent as a child. But as he journeys through his old hangout, he encounters a supernatural presence that forces him to face his past and his darkest fears. Cody Souza and Dan Shepard doing the writing with art by Cecilio Lovalva. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know if anyone's embracing the alternate comics, but uh, I, I wish them well. I hope I hope somebody does. I hope them, they click with someone. I continue to buy them, but they are not um, amazing so far. Anything else? I have uh, r- I really enjoyed that first issue of Strangers in Paradise 25. Um, I never read the series before, so there was, there's a hundred and some issues of this thing. But it was really accessible, and I can see the appeal of uh, this Terry Moore book. Uh, he's he's good. He's gonna he's gonna go someplace. He's got a future, you think? I think so. I think okay. he, might, he might have a future. I'm say Another the, alternative. The, 12. the the yeah, the twelve number one. It's a five issue miniseries. Anything else? I don't think so. Nothing from me. All right. Do we want to look at variant prints before we go through this? The uh, pick of the week. No, All we got to right. do it out this of here. Podcast where I ask for <laughs> the the 
Comics for Fun and Profit Pick of the Week. What's worth going into your local comic book shop specifically for this book, picking it up, and knowing that you're going to be able to make a little bit of money off that one, or it's the one to keep for later down the road. Either one of you guys want to start us off here? I'll take Gideon Falls, um, and I'm going to go with the B cover. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you might want to pick up an A, too, because Kyle says so. Uh, for me, I will go with the uh, True Believers ASM 300 reprint uh, with the, what well, we had, Amazing Fantasy 15 went up to $15, I think, on eBay. So 15 times mm -hmm. your $1 investment. Amazing Spider-Man 1 was in 10 to $12 range. Uh, Giant Size X-Men was in the 10 to $15 range. So I'm going to go with the ASM 300 reprint. Cannot, cannot, cannot beat that, absolutely. I'm going with Ballad of Sang, number one. Of course, it is a Oni Press book, $4, and I just think it sounds like a very, very cool concept. And I want to give it a try and hope it makes something. We, of course, have already talked about making sure you're on the Spider-Man train and don't jump off yet, keep going. Um, the Avengers train, and of course, look and see if we get any more secret variants on any of those kind of things. Anything else we want to spotlight? Yep, and make sure you get that uh, Infinity Countdown 1 Captain Marvel holds Adi yes, Granov cover. absolutely. Beautiful cover. Can't beat that. And the only reason I'm calling that one out is because since we started recording, uh, we have received two email, or one email and one Facebook message to the shop of people already looking for that Granov <laughs> cover. Eating up already. Very yeah. Cool. What did you say? Did you say that's a 1 in 25 or 1 in 10? Nope, the Granov was an unlocking. Once you hit a certain tier, you could order all you want. Oh, okay. Very cool. And we ordered all we wanted, but they're going <laughs> should, fast. Should have. We'll, we'll talk <laughs> off air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you do you want to um, uh, talk about the variants then, or the new printings and variants? Is that what you wanted? To, do you guys want to touch on that before Kyle closes? Did I imagine that? <laughs> well, I'm just the higher I just, help. I've, I know very little about those, so when we scamper through them, I don't know a lot. So I didn't know if there was anything to be had from them. Um, I mean, we can talk about a couple of the printings. Let's go over to uh, new releases under there. It'll be new printings and variants. And uh, we'll go quickly down what's going into second and third printings and then see if there's anything in the, uh, the big Marvel tiers that needs highlighted. So... Doomsday Clock going to a third print. Of course, we talked about. Yeah, we talked yeah, about we, that being we established. The exact same. Yeah, we established. Mm -hmm. Look at those amazings, man! From Marvel, third printing, second printing, second printing, second printing. All the Avengers going to third and second printings. Ice Cream Man Crazy. two going to a second printing. I believe I have that one on order. All the Thanos is going to a third printing. Gee, 16 going to a second printing. Hey, somebody called out Bloodborne and they were right. Boom shock. Yep. Is that the Titan book? Also, somebody, Bunny. somebody called that out too. I don't know who it was. Okay. Yeah, it was you. All right, and here's where I get confused. Oh, man, they're featuring all the different Action 1000 covers and everything too. Jeez. Yeah, um, I'm curious about your action um order did 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 people uh, cherry pick were there people going all in on those what was the most popular decade that sort of thing um 
most everyone went with cover A. Uh, we did have two people that went with the entire series. Uh, and then there were one or two people that cherry picked. Um, let's see, which was the one? Blah, 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 blah. I gotta go all the way back up to the top. Sorry. <laughs> you should be. No, it was, um, so the 60s variant, I think, was in all red. That one, uh, one or two people cherry picked. 70s uh, is Storanko. That's nice. The 2000s one, the Bermejo one. We had someone cherry pick that one. And. Aha. Uh, so, yeah. James. Josh Middleton, not shown. <laughs> James preferred the uh, the Dave Gibbons 50s one. And I myself preferred the Cho 40s one. That's nice, too. I like that. And nobody went for the uh, the 30s one because everybody thought that it didn't look like the 30s. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't argue with that. I mean, I get it. They went with the uh, the costume from the 30s, but with the 40s, you had kind of the, the war cover with the 50s. It went into the cosmos and had the very kind of loopy, brighty colors. And 60s is, well, that's pretty much where Allred lives all the time. How big is that so, book going to be? As far as page count or as order? Order sales. Uh, I think it's gonna it, it's gonna do well. I think it's gonna have some pretty good legs. We we ordered I think three times the amount of what we normally get for Action Comics. We know some people who have ordered in the the hundreds in other stores that normally order sub fifty for their um their standard order for Action. So it's definitely got some some oomph behind it it will it be the number one book that month it would not shock me yeah would not shock me x-men red number two has a really cool mora variant good lord from Sorry, the ace to the x's down to thing. i'm only trying to look at the things that come out the seventh to just kind of see if there's anything else coming out this wednesday i just thought i hear you um, if you are into, oh, never mind. That was the wrong one. I'm definitely into that. Well, <laughs> then you're going to want to get it when it comes out. And <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot that tickles me. I think we, we commented on that infinity countdown being the, the best of the, the week, I think. Yeah. The other one to get is going to be the X-Men gold 23 new mutants variant. Those are the ones that are being sent to retailers, mm-hmm. I believe. And every once in a while, you can catch a retailer who's snoozing and doesn't realize it and puts it out for standard price. Our LCS used to do that all the time. Our old LCS owner used to do that all the time. But yeah. That's about all I got. All right, a couple little things. Drew, Eric, anything else before we wrap up? Nothing for me. All no, right, I want to thank no, Eric for tagging along with us. We really appreciate it, and we, uh, it's good to be back. Missed a week, but uh, we're back on track, and we want to thank everybody for listening to the Comics for Fun and Profit. Thank you for following Eric and Drew and myself through Comics Originally coming out on 3-7-2018. So, once again, for Drew, for Eric, and for myself, see ya! <laughs>